The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. This is Chris. I have, I'm hosting the show today. James may or may not make it in today, but if not, you have me and we have, we have Mark Slauson as our co-host. You there today, Mark? Of course. Oh, love it. Great. We got a lot of football to cover. We got a lot of stuff that happened in college, and then so much happened in the NFL. So much is still happening. So we got a lot to talk about today. So let's just get, let's just get going. Uh, first of all, before we, before we go, um, I want to put it out to the callers, the listeners out there. If there's anything that, that, that we talk about that uh, you, want, you want to ask more questions on, please call the show. It's 888 346 9144, and we'd love to talk to you. So please, please try that. Um, in the meantime, Mark, how was your week? Oh, it was great. It was outstanding. Yeah, week? I got to, got to watch a lot of football, I'll tell you that much. And uh, yeah, I, I have no complaints at all. And this weekend will be great too. So it's, it's, it's pretty interesting up. what's going on. It is, absolutely. So let, let, let's just get started. You know, let's talk a little bit about what happened during you know this past weekend. The highlights from the national championship game, um, where Alabama topped Clemson forty-five to forty. Um, in my mind, this game—I I wouldn't say it's—it's—it it's, was the best title game, but it's one of the best title games. What do you think? Oh, absolutely! It was uh, just just such a great game. It's so, it so well played and. Just so much uh, NFL talent out there, and and uh, and just uh, so many different storylines going on. It was uh, very riveting television, actually. And um, sometimes I can tell, you know, how uh, how good a game is by uh, how much attention my wife pays to the to the TV. You know, if it's just a boring game, <laughs> tends to you know pull out a, a book or you know her iPad or something like that. And uh, she was just. Uh, Completely focused in on the game, and, and uh, we watched it together. And yeah, it was it was incredible. Um, you know, you got to give Alabama credit for for pulling it out. I mean, they they really, I mean, they had to do. You know, they had a couple of special teams plays. Really, I think that uh, that tipped the scales in their favor. I mean, obviously that uh, that onside kick was such a gutsy call. And um, yeah, it's, it amazes me that that teams aren't more prepared for something like that. I mean, right. you know, you got two weeks to prepare for one team, and, and uh, you'd think that they would cover all the bases and and, and have that, uh, you know, uh, uh, kind of uh, on their mind that uh, that there's going to be some some tricks and, and, and stuff going on. But uh, obviously uh, Clemson got caught flat-footed on that one, and 
Alabama recovered, and, and you know, they just kind of, their offense really uh, kicked into gear after that, and it kind of gave the whole team a spark, I thought. And, um, you know, they just, uh, you know, you, you, you got to give credit to their quarterback. I mean, it seemed like Clemson had a lot of busted coverages, too, though, um, on defense uh, that really cost them. I mean, they're, that uh, O.J., I, can't, I don't know if I can't remember his last name, but uh, he just kept uh, kept breaking open, wide open, and uh, and Coker hit him hit him in stride, and um, so yeah, it was it was crazy. And then you know, of course, Alabama also had that return, you know, the kickoff return for a touchdown yeah. as well. Um, so yeah, it was it was a great game. It really was. Yeah. So the the thing that I was looking at uh, that I want to talk about first of all, you know, who who, who were who, you, you already made some mentions of some names, but um, yep. who else were were some of the stars that that were outstanding on the game? Um, well, you got to give, of course, uh, Deshaun Watson, the quarterback for Clemson. I mean, I I heard that he actually ended up surpassing Vince Young as far as total yards go for. Uh, um, for a game, for a national title game, and uh, he really played great. I mean, I, I was extremely impressed with his uh, with his passing ability. I mean, I you know kind of I guess uh, considered him to be more of a kind of a scrambler. Um, uh, you know, just kind of move around and, and wait till somebody gets open, kind of guy, and, and you know wait till somebody gets wide open. Uh, but he was just—he was threading the needle. I mean, he was. Uh, some of those passes he made in the end zone were just—I mean, he just dropped them right in there. Um, I was so impressed with him. I mean, he had a couple drops too. I mean, that—you know—there was. Uh, it, it, I felt like Clemson was just—you know—shooting themselves in the foot a few times. Um, but yeah, he stood out. Um, the defensive line for Clemson was just uh, was unreal. I mean, I—it's it, crazy. To think, I mean, they really stood toe to toe with Alabama on both lines, um, and their their offensive line is so young. You know, Clemson's offensive line is just uh, you know loaded up with freshmen, and uh, they kept them in check. Uh, they kept uh, the you know the front seven really in check for for Alabama, and I mean they have you know we've talked about this before, but just a, a crazy amount of uh, of NFL talent uh, in their front seven and. Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't have known it. Just, I mean, they just kind of neutralized them, and um, and again, Clemson's D line. I mean, they were just they're all over Coker, and um, I think I can't remember the guy's. I think it's Boyd is the guy's last name, or Dodd. Maybe it's Dodd. I can't remember. Um, but yeah, he had a, just an unbelievable game, and uh, you know, Shaq Lawson was was in there as well. They're they. Uh, you know, I, you know. Again, we've talked about this as well, but just you know, Dabo Sweeney has just done such an amazing job of of getting top flight talent uh, to Clemson, and you know, they just uh, they have a ton of NFL talent, and um, you know, they really. I thought they played so well, and and they, you know, oftentimes those national championship games are kind of duds and and uh, kind of boring, but this one uh, again, just wall to wall, was just so fun to watch, and. Um, yeah, it was a. Uh, both those teams are are going to be, I'm sure, in the mix next year. So, um, yeah. it was a it was a great great finish to a great season. Perfect. Yeah, they they, they actually have both of them still ranked uh, next year in the top one and two. So, I mean, things can ha- things can change, of course, you know, during the season. But uh, at this point, they're they're kind of looking at those two as the top two again. So, oh, absolutely. Yeah, we'll I see. mean, Alabama just you know they reload every year. I mean. 
Mm-hmm. They always have the number one recruiting class. Nick Saban is just uh, taking recruiting to, you know, just uh, another level entirely. So, I mean, they just, just they really don't lose. I mean, they lose, <laughs> you know, their juniors and seniors to the draft, and then, you know, the, the freshmen and sophomores step up, and, I mean, they really they don't miss a beat. It's it's uh, amazing uh, the right. kind of juggernaut that uh, that he's built there, and um, kind of depressing for the rest of the college football world. I'd, I'd like yeah. him to 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 move on to the NFL and give, give some other teams a chance. Seriously. <laughs> Well, so let, let's talk a little bit. Of, we're talking about the quarterbacks. Let's, t- let's talk about the two quarterbacks. Let's talk about Watson and Coker. So Watson ended up throwing for 478 yards and Coker for 335. Um, which do you think out, out? Who do you think outperformed the other? I mean, I think you'd have to say Watson did. I mean, just uh, again, it's kind of the combination. I think, um, like I said, his total yards. I think that number is combo of, of rushing and passing, but. Yes. Um, yeah, he, uh, he was just, uh, really, I mean, it's so calm and cool. It's, it's really crazy to think that, that he is a, a sophomore. Um, he just has the, he seems very mature, um, very calm back there. And, uh, you know, he was just kind of, there wasn't, a, there wasn't that big of windows. I mean, uh, the guys were covered pretty decently. I mean, Alabama's got some great defensive backs and, um, like I said, he really had to make some precision passes uh, uh, to, to you know to lead them on their scoring drives. Whereas I think Coker, you know, I didn't, I don't, I don't know that he played all that great. You know, I mean, especially in the first half, you know, he kept dropping back and and uh, like he he couldn't pull the trigger. You know, they they were kind of getting on him for you know just. Uh, I remember they. Interviewed Nick Saban at halftime, and he's just like, "Man, okay, he's got to, he's got to get rid of the ball." Um, and I mean, I don't know how many sacks Clemson had, but they were constantly in the backfield. And I mean, he didn't have a whole lot of time to to make a decision. But um, you know, I, I didn't think that he played particularly great. Um, but he did, you know, he made a lot of good decisions when he when he did, you know, get the ball off. And uh, you know, like I said, that tight end OJ. Was just running, running free. Um, seemed like for the whole game, and um, but to, to his credit, you know, he he hit him, and um, you know they uh, took advantage of of that, and I think that guy ended up with like 200 yards receiving. Um, so that was kind of the bulk of his passing yards to that one guy. But uh, yeah, it was uh, it was a it was a great game, an impressive display, really, by both teams, and um, you know it, it was. Uh, it had to be heartbreaking for Clemson to to get that far, and you know to be on the cusp of uh, you know fifteen and zero national championship uh, win, and and you know just to be so close and, and kind of get denied at the end. Uh, uh, it was it had to be really really heartbreaking for their fans. But um, again, as you talked about, both of these teams, you know, next year are going to be uh, very highly ranked. I'm sure Watson will be. The early leader, along with uh, Fournette and, and uh, um, Christian McCaffrey, uh, you know, for the Heisman. So we'll probably be sick of them by the end of next year, I would imagine. <laughs> what? Never, never. So, okay, so we talked a little bit, you talked a little bit about special teams. And, yes, they came to yep. play. And I, I think they really showed what, what, what the teams were made of. Big time. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, they always, 
I mean, it's, it's funny because you always hear announcers harping on it and, and people harping on the fact that, you know, special teams win these kind of games. And, um, but it, it, it really is true. And, uh, I, I don't think, you know, in this case, I mean, there, you can't really, I mean, especially, you know, at the end of the first half too, you know, Clemson had that, they kind of got jobbed on that call. They, uh, the refs didn't stop the clock, uh, when they should have. And they ended up kind of rushing and, and getting out there and kicking a, kicking a longer field goal than they probably would have had to had the refs not kind of botched that call. Um, but yeah, so they had that, you know, they had that missed field goal. And then of course the, the onside kick and the return for a touchdown. I mean, you can't, uh, you can't do much better than that if you're Alabama. So, uh, that was definitely, definitely key to them, uh, pulling it out. Yep, exactly. Well, I'll tell you what, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we talk a little bit more about some uh, about the draft and some things that are coming up. So we'll, we'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Surfing is taking the world by storm. It's not just the sport itself, but the culture that surrounds it. From music to fashion, art and competition, Surf Talk Show is the place that will showcase it all. Your hosts are JJ and the Doctor, two surfing enthusiasts who have lived and traveled the lifestyle and culture. They'll bring you the knowledge and the entertainment that will keep you riding the wave. Tune in every Thursday at 11 a.m. on the West Coast, 2 p.m. on the East Coast on Voice America Sports. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America interactive radio player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is your host, Chris Marwitz, and I am hosting the show today, and we have Mark Slauson with us co-hosting. How are you, Mark? Doing great. 
Doing great. Good, good. So we just, we've been talking a little bit about college, what went on with the national championship game. So let's move forward a little bit, you know, because we got the draft coming up. But, Mark, do you realize, I, I, I saw something, and, and it really struck me, and I had to, to look into this, but um, that each of the four NFL division playoff games coming up this weekend, there's one quarterback per matchup that has a cho- that has a that chosen number one uh, quarterback in the NFL draft plan. Wow! So Kansas City, New England, Alex Smith, he was number one. Yeah. Pittsburgh at Denver, Peyton Manning was number one. Green Bay at Arizona, Carson Palmer was number one. And Seattle at Carolina, Cam Newton was number one draft pick. Um, you know, not saying anything about Tom Brady, Roethlisberger, Rogers, Wilson, the other quarterbacks. I mean, they're all great quarterbacks, of course. But based yep. on this and the upcoming draft, how likely will the 2016 quarterback class affect the outcome in the future for, you know, going to the playoffs? You know, we're talking about, like, Goff for California, Lynch from Memphis, uh, Cook from Michigan State, Jones from Ohio State. You know, they're, they're all in the draft, and they're all all the top of their draft class for the quarterbacks, you know, in the future playing, how, how will that affect, you know? Yeah, I would say, um, you know, from what I have gathered, I think this is actually going to be a pretty weak class in mm-hmm. comparison to some of the, the, the past classes that, uh, uh, in terms of just the, the, the quarterback position. Um, I like Goff a lot. I mean, I, I've, I get to see him play several times this year, um, Really, just uh, uh, you know, just got a good size, great arm. Um, seems to have good, uh, you know, just good intangibles. Um, and then, you know, of course, uh, 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 was it Peyton Lynch? Is that his name? The guy from Memphis. Yes. Okay, I'm struggling with names today for some reason, but um, yeah, yeah, I like him too. I mean, he's a he's a big dude, and um, uh, you know, it's it's hard. It's just so hard to say, you know, because like you said, I mean, all those guys were number one. Um, and then if you look, you know, a little bit further, you know, you've got guys that, that are just snuck a little bit further back, like Roethlisberger. And, you know, of course, Aaron Rodgers, the year he came out, I think a lot of people anticipated him, you know, kind of going further in the draft. And uh, he kind of slipped down for, for whatever reason, I think just because there wasn't teams that were, were looking for a quarterback. But, uh, yeah, you know, we've talked about it a lot. Just it's, it's such a, a quarterback league. I mean, if you look at the – at the games that, uh, you know, the first round of the divisional playoffs or the wild card round, I should say, um, you know, basically the, the better quarterback on, on each team, you know, won, won each game. And, uh, uh, there's not, it's not a coincidence at all. It really isn't. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to make for a great division round. I mean, just, you know, these, uh, um, high profile guys, uh, you know, competing for, for the big prize, it's going to be, Really a great uh, a great weekend coming up and uh, yeah but I don't know I mean I just I, I don't I don't know that there's that one of those guys really jumps off the off the page um, as far as you know being just a uh, you know plug in kind of franchise type quarterback so of course uh, you know in the in the coming weeks uh, you know they're going to be scrutinized and and uh, uh, to death really. Um, and so they'll probably even fall further down in people's eyes. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, I think it's a little too early to tell. Um, but, uh, you know, it seems like there, there are some good ones there. But, you know, uh, again, I don't know that there's somebody that's just screaming franchise quarterback, you know, pick me number one type type guy. 
So yeah, yeah. I, I, we'll I, I think you're correct on that because I don't think any any of them just are really outstanding. I, I, I didn't put down, there was a, a player from North Dakota State, I think, who's like uh, pick third. And I'm like, North Dakota State, really? Oh, wow. <laughs> who's, who's, who's the third ranked quarterback? And I'm like, if that's the best that they have, we have some issues. So anyway, that's, <laughs> no, that's well, all I can say. You know, and so you got to think I'm that uh, Cardell, Cardell Jones is kind of kicking himself in the butt, too, after, you know, I mean, he... <laughs> I think a lot of people had said this, but, you know, last year after the, the run that he had uh, with Ohio State and, um, you know, just like the three last games of the season when he came in and it just caught fire and was like, whoa, who is this guy? He's amazing. Uh, you know, you have to think that, uh, and, and, you know, again, you never know what's going to happen after, you know, the combine and uh, when they start digging a little deeper, you know, the advanced scouting and such. But uh, yeah, it, it, uh, it at first glance it seems like uh, he, he would have been better served to come out last year after that run. Um, you know, this year didn't really turn out all that great for him. So uh, I'll be interested to see where he ends up going in the draft too. Yeah, yeah, it, 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 it's it's a fine line as to when they they should declare and come out. You know, absolutely. Sometimes it's it's it's. I don't know. It's it's a it's like a high wire act. At <laughs> you just it never is. know. So, oh, exactly. So we talked a little I mean, bit about he... wild card games. Let's go ahead and talk about yep. the wild card games this past weekend. Um, the first one that came out of the shoot was Chiefs at Texans. Yeesh. What do you think? Wow, that I know was, uh, <laughs> that was ugly. Brian Hoyer. <laughs> we talked about oh. quarterback. Um, yeah, yeah, that was five uh, interceptions was or four interceptions. Uh. Yeah, and there were there were some bad ones in there too. I mean, he was he was under fire all day, and uh, uh, but yeah, you got to give you know credit to the Chiefs. That's a it's a great team. They're they're peaking. Uh, you know, they've what one is it eleven in a row or twelve in a row at this point? Now eleven. Now eleven in a row. Yeah. Eleven. Okay. Yeah. yeah so um, yeah, they looked they looked amazing. You know, I mean, Alex Smith. It, I love I love that guy. I don't know why. I just uh, I really I thought he was uh, I thought he kind of got dealt dealt a bad hand in in San Francisco and uh, you know whenever he got uh, benched for for Kaepernick um, and I mean who knows what would happen had he stayed at quarterback that season. But um, he's he's great. I mean he's uh, you know he he was under a lot of scrutiny when he first came out. You know being the first pick in the draft overall. Uh, he's really kind of made a name for himself, and um, he's a he's a good leader, and uh, he's a, I think he's kind of an underrated uh, competitive type guy. You know, he just seems I don't know he, he he just seems kind of boring, I guess, on the on the outside looking in if you just kind of uh, uh, are watching the games. But I mean, he's he's really played his best football in the playoffs. I mean, his his touchdown to interception ratio, I think, is. I think it was like eleven to one or something in the playoffs, and uh, you know it's pretty clutch. And uh, yeah, they just uh, they really took it to the Texans. I mean, you know that was uh, you know the Texans were just in the what the AFC um, gosh well, AFC West. I, I don't even know. No, it's not the West. No, what do they call there, it the there Central was Denver, these days. Oh so, yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't you know, when they changed it a while back, I, I can never remember. But um, yeah, they uh, you know there was obviously the weakest division in the AFC, and 
Um, yeah, they they looked really bad. Uh, I thought they were going to uh, be desperate enough to bring Brandon Whedon in, but uh, they they didn't get to to get to that point. Although I think they may should have because uh, Hoyer was just uh, just had an abysmal game, and uh, so yeah, that was uh, that wasn't uh, wasn't the best uh, most entertaining game. That's for sure. Oh, it was horrible. I, I personally, I, I don't think the Chiefs looked fantastic. I mean, they said Alex Smith only threw for 190 yards, and um, right. and you know, so it really wasn't a, a a big game on his part. It was the Texans looked so bad, and they just they 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 just made you know Chiefs look good, but wasn't the Chiefs were doing anything great? Texans were just right. so bad, so no, it was it was unfortunate because I I really thought it'd be a defensive game and defense for because yeah. they both have great defenses, but it yeah. just, it didn't show. So well, JJ um, Watt was kind of banged up too. He wasn't you know at full strength. I don't think. I mean, if you had four JJ yeah. Watts on their defensive line, I don't oh, think it would have yeah. made a difference. He, yeah, he got he got hurt near the end of the game, but yeah. But one yeah. thing you realize that that for the wild card games, all four or all four road teams. One, which was unprecedented. This has never happened during the wild card. Wild card. Wow. Yeah. And so, so it was. It was pretty interesting that that did take place. So, um, oh. let's move, move on. So the next game was Steelers at Bengals. And yes. Oh. You know, we, we are going to talk about what happened at the end of the game. I do have some things to talk about, but you know, the game yep. itself. What do you think? Yeah, it was uh, just a, a grinder. You know, typical. I think inner division type. Uh, slugfest, you know, there was, uh, I mean, it was pretty ugly, really, on on, on both sides for mm-hmm. both teams. Um, you know, I thought A.J. McCarron played decent, um, played well enough, you know, to win the game for them. And, uh, um, you know, Roethlisberger wasn't, uh, you know, he wasn't really all that effective. Um, it was just, it seems like both of those teams know each other so well. They're you know they they know how to stifle each other's offenses and um, you know it just came down obviously to the to the bitter end and um, and then it got crazy. <laughs> yeah, it, it crazy is a good word, but you're right. It, it could have gone either way. It could have either team, you know, it, it could could have won it. So that was Absolutely. that was a definite. So the next game uh, for Sunday, the first one was Seahawks at, at Vikings. And keep in mind, I think it was like negative two degrees with a wind chill oh, yeah. of like twenty or twenty five below. That was crazy. Yep. So what what did you think of that game? Well, yeah. Now having lived in Colorado for for four years, uh, I know what it feels like uh, to be negative twenty five mm-hmm. wind chill, and uh, it's uh, it's freaking cold. And uh, I, I uh, you know I think that had a huge Played a huge part in the in that game being so close, and I mean, let's face it, you know, uh, Minnesota should have won that game. I mean, they were True. they were in position. Obviously, had just a chip shot field goal and and uh, just a complete shank there at the end. Um, heartbreaking loss, really. That oh, was, horrible! That was horrible. Yeah, uh, I, I feel was. sorry for Blair. That I was do. that was very very bad. It was, and uh, yeah, I know he was. He was very bummed out about that. Yeah, it was a, it was a good game. It was, um, you know, I thought Bridgewater played pretty well. And, you know, again, uh, you know, we talked about Adrian Peterson as being one of the best running backs in the NFL, and rightfully so. But, man, he just fumbles so much. Yeah, he was ineffective in that game. I think, I think the cold and, 
it just really affected him, and he just he wasn't his normal self in that game. No, he wasn't. And then you know he coughed up the the ball uh, there yeah, at a horrible time. Um, uh, yeah, that was. Uh, I think that was the difference in that game, really. Yeah, um, yeah, it was. So. All right, so we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the Packers at Redskins. We'll, we'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter. Formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams, Kwame's got the experience. So he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Check your feelings at the door and enter the man cave. Don't let the name fool you because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Host J.D. Harris and Ray Austin are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the man cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is your host, Chris Marwitz, and I have as our co-host, Mark Slauson. How are you, Mark? Doing wonderful, thank you. Oh, great. So we've been talking a little bit about uh, last weekend's wildcard games, and we're going to talk about the last one, um, Packers at Redskins. What was your, your views on that? Well, you know, I think um, it was a good game, I thought. Um, you know, the you know, halftime was a, it was a very close game. I mean, the, the, the crowd there in and, and, uh, D.C. was... was was active. They were super loud, and um, and then you know the the, the second half, uh, the the Green Bay Packers from from years past seemed to show up and take mm-hmm. the field. And uh, yeah, they just they drove the ball amazing, and uh, Aaron Rodgers was on fire, and and yeah, they just uh, they ran away with it there in the second half. Um, yeah, and, and, and the defense, uh, yeah, the defense pretty much stopped the you know, too, which they needed to. Oh yeah. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, their defense played really well, and, and uh, you know they they limited uh, what Kirk Cousins could do back there, and, and yeah, they just uh, they really dominated that second half, and and uh, it makes it it makes it interesting, you know, leading up to this week, you know, just uh, how well how well Green Bay played, you know, um, right, 
because they just were so sluggish the last you know three or four games of the season, and it really you know they had the had an opportunity to to win the division, and, and they just kind of you know choked that away. And that choke's probably not the right word, but um, you know they uh, um, really just um, stepped it up uh, this game, and and uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they can uh, keep that uh, momentum going moving forward. Yeah, when the when the game first started in the first quarter and um, Packers got that safety, I was thinking, oh, this is going to be a long game. Absolutely. <laughs> this, is this, is the, this is the team we've been seeing. But then in the second quarter, they came out and they were passing, they were completing, they were running. They were they were definitely doing what they needed to do. So you're right. Yeah. It was like the team of old that showed up. It's like, there they are. <laughs> oh, no, Finally. no doubt. And, yeah, like you said, yeah, I was, I was thinking the same thing when, when Aaron Rodgers went down, it was just like he just looked so um, just um, exposed back there, and that's how it's been this year. You know, their offensive line has been awful, and uh, he, um, you know, they 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 stepped it up and uh, started protecting him. And I mean, if he gets time back there, he's he's deadly, and uh, he, he proved that once again. Right. Right. So let's move on. Uh, there, were, there were a couple things that happened this past weekend during the playoff games that I'd like to know what you think. So the first was during the – well, both, both these happened during the Cincinnati Bengals-Pittsburgh Steelers game. So um, Van, Van Taz Perfect um, made a hit on Antonio Brown. You know, he's a linebacker, Perfect uh, uh, is, and uh, that the refs called illegal. And after the game, the league handed down a three-game suspension to Perfect. Um, for what they call repeated violations of safety-related playing rules. Some players have called Perfect reckless and a dirty player. Um, how would you, you know, view uh, what, what, what happened, you know, with that play? Yeah, I thought it was very dirty. I mean, to me, I don't even know if that hit was the, the dirtiest thing that, that I saw out of him. I mean, I just, it was crazy to watch. Um you know, I kind of had my eye on him. Um, you know, I know the announcers kind of cued, cued us in to, to uh, you know, how hot-headed he is. And I mean, he's, mm-hmm. you know, notoriously a hothead and a, a dirty player. And, uh, yeah, he just took it to another level. You know, every uh, every play I was just watching to see what he was going to do, you know, see if he was going to, you know, jump onto the pile or uh, jump on the pile late or just take somebody's knees out or what he was going to do because he was just, he looked like command possessed out there. He really did. It was kind of, um, it was kind of bizarre to watch uh, somebody just lose their composure in that in that regard. Kind of brought me back to the uh, you know the Odell Beckham situation uh, earlier this year, where somebody's just playing out of control. Um, and I, you know, it's just to me, I really expected uh, you know Marvin Lewis to take him out for a series or something, just to calm him down and. Uh, let him know, hey man, you, you're <laughs> you're going to get kicked out of the game, or something bad is going to happen. You got to chill out, settle down. Uh, but that never happened, obviously. And then, um, yeah, you had the the infamous hit uh, on Antonio Brown there at the end, and and uh, it was not not surprising at all. And uh, yeah, it's just uh, I don't know, somebody like that, just reckless, and you know, leading with his head, and it's just uh, tough to watch. Um, you know the the NFL. I think they were probably pretty aggressive in that um, their suspension. You know, three games seems like a lot, but um, 
you know, of course, that'll probably get pared down to a game or something like that. Um, right, right. When 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 he appeals it, you bet. Oh, well, it, it always does. Um, but yeah, he's, you know, he went undrafted out of Arizona State, and, and he had the same reputation when he played there of just being dirty and just kind of being uh, reckless uh, on the field. Uh, he had, you know, I mean, they say he has first round talent. I mean, I believe that he's started, you know, since his rookie season. He's a great um, player, but yeah, he's uh, unfortunately he does his, his his brain doesn't match his his talent, and he just uh, he just plays out of control. And um, you know, hopefully it'll be a wake up call for him. Maybe he'll he'll get his act together. But uh, yeah, for 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 that game to end that way, um, I, I don't think I've ever seen anything quite like that. No, um, it was it was crazy. Yeah, I've really done bizarre. some some reading on on Perfect, and I I heard that when he was at Arizona State that he beat up one of his teammates, um, and then he also during the, the the combine, you know, he blatantly let the the coaches and know that that he he smoked pot, and I mean it's like really, I mean this yeah. this, this kid is is is, is a, he's crazy, you know, for for what for for doing all that. So absolutely, well maybe it. he needs to. To get back to smoking pot and chill out a little bit, man, because he's, he's <laughs> yeah. whacked out there. Well, well, you were saying that the coach should have talked to him. I, I heard that even on the sideline during the game, he was he was going going bonkers on the sideline, and no one could get him to to calm down. So I right. don't know what it's going to take. I don't either. You know, it's it seemed kind of like a no brainer to, to to sit him out at that point in time. I mean, again, you know, we had that whole Odell Beckham situation where uh, it was kind of the same. Similar, where yeah. where he had obviously just lost his cool, uh, lost his composure, completely out of his mind, uh, angry, and um, you know I know Coughlin was you know just widely um, talked about how you know hey maybe maybe should have sat him down for a little bit and I don't know these guys they're just so you know these coaches and of course it's a playoff game I mean it's it's about as important as it gets and and you know. Marvin Lewis says, "How uh, is he? Own seven now in the playoffs. So he wants a playoff victory more than anybody. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I think he just rolled the dice, knowing that he's the best player he has out there, you know, in that position, uh, and hoping that he would get his act together. But uh, you know, obviously, uh, it really bit him in the behind because that uh, the, the the way that they ended that game and and." Uh, that penalty was so crucial and just uh, really cost them the game there at the end. Yeah, they, they. I think it was third down, and and Antonio wasn't even going to catch it anyway. And the oh, ball yeah. would have, you know, they would have punted the ball, and that would have been the end of the game pretty much. So, yeah, that exactly. really really affected things. So, um, anyway, oh, so the next next incident that happened was during that same game. Um, so, following the hit, Antonio Brown from Perfect, um, Antonio was laying on the field injured. And the Pittsburgh Steelers linebackers coach Joey Porter was out on the field checking on, uh, checking on Antonio. Um, according to some of the Bengals players, Joey Porter was talking trash to them. You know, and one thing led to another. Adam Pacman Jones was flagged for a personal foul. Um, and the rules state that the only that only trainers, medical staff, and head coaches can be on the field during an injury timeout. You know, should Porter be penalized for this? I think so. I mean, I, I don't think he had any business being on the field, you know. And, and I've, you know, I've kind of looked into that a little bit too. I mean, I remember he, when he was a player, you know, mm-hmm. him being uh, kind of a talker and, um, you know, kind of a hard, hard nosed type guy that you know didn't back down from anybody and was just kind of always in everybody's 
grill. Um, so yeah, I think uh, I think there's something to that. I really do. I mean, I'm, I'm I, I imagine he was you know talking smack as he as he went on the field, and um, but I mean you know you, you gotta keep in mind that the, the Steelers' best player you know is laying on the ground motionless after a blow to the head. You know, so emotions are running high. Uh, I can understand you know him. Um, mouthing off in, in that situation, but yeah, I don't. I don't think he belongs on the field. I think that's kind of taking it one step too far, um, and I, I do think he should be penalized for that. Um, you know, the uh, of course Pac-Man. You know, uh, you know, I I, I like him. I loved watching him play when he was with the with the Titans, and um, he's such a great player. And, and I know that you know later in life, uh, and he was kind of a wreck. Obviously, he did a lot of a lot of bad things off the field uh, when he was a younger guy. And I've heard him interviewed now that he's uh, older and wiser, and uh, really seems like he. It seems like he's got his act together um, in his personal life. He's got kids, and you know he's really matured. But it's just like oh, you know, kind of reverted back to the old Pac-Man there, and and uh, you know he. I guess he bumped a, a ref, you know, kind of going after after Joey Porter, and yes. um, you know that was that, uh, that was that was a shame because uh, you know it's just crazy that uh, I mean I, I just still can't believe that the like, the game ended in that fashion. I mean they they really had the game, you know, they didn't have it won, but they you know they were in a really powerful position, and you know to have to get assessed thirty thirty yards worth of penalties and just uh, <laughs> get them into field goal range. Yep. Oh, God. Brutal. So my follow-up question to this is, what does it say that the team, the Pittsburgh Steelers, they're banning the media from talking to Joey Porter? What does that say about it? Well, I think, uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe they don't trust uh, what he's going to say. Like I said, you know, he he was always kind of an emotional guy. And, you know, I um, I think they're probably just trying to, you know, obviously just put a lid on that and, and, and move on, you know, to the next game. And I think it would probably be a distraction for him to, you know, be interviewed or release any kind of statement. You know, they just want him just to, you know, just out of sight, out of mind, let's move on. So I don't blame him for, for issuing that order. And uh, But, uh, yeah, they're, uh, uh, I, I do think, you know, he's, he's culpable, you know, for, for going onto the field. And, and I'm sure that... Uh, uh, actually, I don't know that, that he'll get fined. I don't know how tried and true a rule that is. I mean, it seems like, you know, when you see somebody, um, you know, when somebody's obviously, you know, got hit in the head and they're laying, you know, on the ground, motionless, it, it does seem like a lot of people come on the on the field right. to, to check on them. So I don't know, you know, how the, the NFL really enforces that type mm-hmm. of, of uh, you know, rule. Um so he might he might skate by um, on that, but uh, yeah. In that instance, you know, get out there, check on your guy, but you know, don't try to incite the other team. I thought right. that was kind of kind of bush yeah. league. I, I agree. I think the league's going to look look at the video and see where he was, what he did, and then they'll make their decision based on that. So, you know what? We're right. going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the biggest news story about St. Louis Rams moving back to California. So we'll be right back. Your 
internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with loving that sports talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is your host, Chris Marwood, and we have our co-host, Mark Slauson, with us. How are you, Mark? Doing great, doing great. Oh, so the, we've been doing great. We've been talking a lot of sports. We've been talking a lot of football. It's always a good day when that happens. So, oh yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna finish the show. We're gonna talk a little bit about what's going on with the St. Louis Rams. You know, they're headed back to California. Um, they used to be the L.A. Rams, and then they went to St. Louis, and now they're back, going to go back again. So, this is a result result of the vote made by the NFL's owner NFL owners yesterday. Uh, the Rams will begin playing in Los Angeles in the 2016 season, so this upcoming season. So, Mark, what will this relocation mean for the team and for their fans? Well, you know, they're, um, they're going to lose, uh, I think they're going to lose a lot of their fans uh, in St. Louis for sure. Um, mm-hmm. it, I don't know. You know, I've got uh, kind of a personal uh, side of this. You know, I grew up in, uh, in, in Orange County, California, so I grew up uh, with the Rams there in town, and of course the Raiders also there for a little while. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, um, it's it's weird. You know, I think the for whatever reason, I don't think the Rams ever kind of caught the imagination and the um, you know the fervor of, of the locals uh, in, in LA. Kind of, you know, it's weird. It's, it's kind of like the Dodgers, uh, the Lakers. They they really kind of own L.A., and, um, you know, there's a lot of loyal fans from a long time uh, that, that have followed both of those franchises. But really, when the Rams left uh, back in, in 1995, there was just really a whole lot of uh, kind of meh, like, all right, whatever. It wasn't, uh, um, you know, like the, the emotion that, that you saw. when It wasn't heartbreaking you know. for them. Yeah. No, it wasn't at all. I mean, like, you know, when, when the Baltimore Colts left, I mean, that was like, uh, you know, just devastating to, to, to the locals. 
Uh, LA is just a different animal. I mean, it's, um, you know, it's very, it's obviously a very transient type place. There's, uh, you know, people move out there for, for the weather and scenery and whatever else. Um, but there's not a whole lot of, uh, you know, tried and true, uh, Southern Californianers that are, um, you know, that's where, I mean, it's just, you know, judging from, from my, you know, my friends that, uh, that I grew up with that are still out there. I haven't, you know, I haven't seen or heard anything really about anybody really caring about it. You know, I think it's, um, I don't know. It's, it's, I understand why they did that. You know, you gotta, I mean, it's kind of bizarre that, you know, the, what's the number one or two, it's probably number two TV market, uh, in the country with, uh, you know, the number one sport, you know, didn't have a, a franchise for, for this long, um, but yeah, I don't know. I think uh, you know, and obviously they're you know kind of trying to make it. You know, the, the stadium I think is going to be you know a big sell selling item. You know, kind of like the Cowboys did. Um, but I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. You know, if they're. I mean, I'm sure they'll sell a lot of tickets. But I know back when you know uh, I wasn't particularly a Rams fan growing up. And, uh, you know, I would always be bummed out because every week we'd have to watch the Rams on, on TV, and uh, they're kind of a boring team. Um, and so they're going to be stuck watching the, uh, the Rams there. And, I, I mean, it's one thing if you have, you know, this dynamic franchise coming in or even a, I think an expansion team would be a little more interesting. But, I mean, it's kind of a blah team, you know, the St. Louis Rams. Uh, you know, they've... I haven't had a winning season in, I think, nine seasons in a row. Right, right. Um, so I don't know that there's just going to be a whole lot of, uh, you know, excitement and, you know, people just going nuts over the team. And then plus they're, you know, they're going to have one to three years where they're going to be playing at the Coliseum um, in, in L.A. So uh, I don't know. I just, I understand why they're doing it, but uh, I, I'm not expecting it to be this just, Grand Slam, like everybody, you know, is all of a sudden rolling fans and, and uh, you know, L.A. is just going to embrace this team like they do, you know, the Lakers or the Dodgers or something like that. Well, but you got to remember that uh, Kobe is going to be, you know, leaving the, the Lakers soon. So, you know, what's that True. saying about the, you know, are people going to well, be, you know, going there? So maybe, maybe no, I, it's time for something I, new. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, really, the Lakers... You know, and I've talked to, to my buddies that, that live out there still, and they say that, like, literally, like, 90% of sports talk out there is centered around the Lakers. I mean, that is, that's painful. I mean, I don't know what you would even talk about with the Lakers, and it was, like, year-round talk. Right, uh, right. So, yeah, at least they're going to get, uh, you know, get a little excitement, a little boost, have an NFL franchise. I mean, you never know. Again, uh, I, I don't... Uh, I don't anticipate, uh, you know, I mean, they might, uh, I could see, you know, the first couple of years, you know, people, and when the stadium opens, you know, people really getting excited about it, but I don't know, LA, there's just so much, so much uh, competition for your, for your entertainment dollar. There's so much to do. The weather's always nice. And, uh, you know, that doesn't have the same, you know, the, the connection to the community as, as, you know, a lot of the places, back east in the Midwest and stuff like that. Right. So, um, well, the other yeah. thing is they, you know, they have two really good um, college teams there that they can go watch. True. You know, and, exactly. and that, that's where a lot of fans seem to be after. So, oh, my yeah, question yeah, to you, yeah. though, is, yeah, they haven't had a football team for quite a few years. 
And yeah. why do you think it will work this this time? I don't necessarily think it will. You know, I mean, I I don't know. I mean, obviously, you know, the the the, the sticking point with the team's move out there, I think, had was really centered on uh, the stadium and, and building a, you know, it's kind of a deluxe stadium uh, to accommodate, um, you know, the fans and to provide entertainment and all that. Um, you know, Kroenke, the, the owner of, of the Rams, is just, you know, ridiculously wealthy. Um, and uh, so I think he was able to, you know, to make that happen and get this, you know, state-of-the-art entertainment complex slash uh, football stadium built. Um, and, and, you know, again, it's L.A. is, is, is a lot of it's just uh, kind of glitz and glamour and, um, you know, uh, more style than uh, substance. Um, and that's just kind of the way that that, that uh, city is. You know, that's just the way of life out there. Um, so, I, I, like I said, I think I can see, uh, you know, when, when the stadium opens, I, I certainly can see everybody getting excited and, uh, you know, I'm sure the celebrities will come out in full force. Um, but then, you know, once the excitement of all that uh, kind of dissipates, I don't know. I don't know that they're going to they're gonna have all these, you know, hardcore fans. Uh, I just didn't, like I said, I didn't really see it that much when I was there with the Rams. You know, of, of of my friends that I grew up with, uh, I mean, I can maybe think of one that was like a diehard Rams fan. It's just, it's just different out there. I mean, you know, um, and, and most of my friends were from different places, and they um, had, you know, like the teams where they where they came from, and kind of stuck with them. And it's it's just kind of what people do out there. It's 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 a different animal. It really is. So let me ask you this. There is an yep. opportunity that uh, either the Chargers or the Raiders might join the Rams to play in L.A. What do you think about that? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm sure the, the Chargers, yeah, I think it sounds like they, they might be the, the most likely candidate to make that happen. Uh, I'm sure that they'll jump at that opportunity. But, um, yeah, then I mean, then you're kind of saturating the market with, with two kind of average teams. Then I, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, that would be, I think that would kind of be bizarre, to be honest, to, to have two teams like that. And then, you know, like uh, trying to decide who to root for um, between those two teams, um, that would make it uh, make it kind of a, a strange situation. But um, I, I'm sure that the Chargers will, will do their best to, to make that move. So we'll see how it plays yeah. out. I'm, I agree with you. Well, we're going to have to wrap wrap up the show here, Mark. Um, it's been great talking with you again. You know, love talking football, and uh, I think we did it again. So, uh, again, thank you for being on and being with us and, you know, helping me co-host. Absolutely. Anytime. And, uh, yeah, I look forward to the games this weekend. It should, should be some doozies. Absolutely. All right. Well, you have a great week, and hope, hope all listeners will be back with us next week. Have a good Sounds week. Sounds great, Chris. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Loving That Sports Talk. But don't worry, James Loving will be back next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to love more sports talk then. And keep in touch with James all week at lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com.
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.